Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 238. I'm Sean, and joining with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast. All right, Andy, we're going to start things right off with Apple's iOS 15 is now available for download. Uh, came out this Monday, and uh, I downloaded it right away on my main phone. And then I also got the Watch OS 8. And uh haven't seen any issues. A lot of people like to say, oh, stay away from them for a week. Like, uh, well, they do the, uh, you know, the trials and the betas and all that stuff for three and a half months. So they kind of nail down everything. Also, when you get into the teens of your operating system i think you're you're doing okay so if you have a new phone it's probably going to be pretty safe to upgrade a couple of nicer layouts i can now facetime you andy okay yeah that's about time i mean how's that that routes through google's app too or something their own thing i mean it's now like a skype or something yeah because i mean google has a thing so it's like you can download Google's app on iPhone. Yeah. So now it'll be one of those. No, you come to me. No, you come yeah. to me. Things. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, nothing too crazy about it. I am not going to order the new iPhone. Um, Andy, I'm an adult. Damn it. And they don't upgrade these things a whole lot each year. So juice was not worth the squeeze to trade in the new phone. Get another one. Blah, 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 blah. I like mine. Well, in three years, we'll uh, have solved the so- shortage of all the components. So yeah, uh, that's when you want to get out there. That's when I'm going to make the move. Yeah, you'll get one that flips or folds on both sides. Now we're cooking. Get this thing to mm-hmm. the size of like a, a coin in my pocket. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Emmys happen. This is where television has a night to shine. Um, I can only imagine the ratings were at an all time, all time low. Um, who cares? Yeah, I didn't even know about any ratings. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I'm still interested in in seeing how it goes, how it how it went. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, all right, why do you wait till football season to put this on? So this was on uh, during Chiefs Ravens. Like, whoa, come on, people! Like, you should do you better. Should have had it like in August when there's not that much going on. But uh, maybe they decided, oh, there's not a lot of crossover. Um, but they did happen. It looks like Cedric the Entertainer was the uh, host. That that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, did but he I do wanted... any be cool references? I don't know. I don't know if he did any great sketches. Was Dabu uh, there? I haven't heard uh, nothing. Nothing went viral on the internet this this past weekend. Not to my knowledge. Oh. Um, but yeah, I wanted to quickly look through uh, the winners here. It looks like the Emmys were dom- dominated by two shows. None of which, which I, I've seen. So that is the kind of the big problem with the Emmys is there's so much there's so much out there that how do you watch everything? But um, Ted Lasso won for Outstanding Comedy Series. Mm. I definitely want to watch it. Everyone in the world talks about it, but I feel like only 19 people have actually seen it. I'm not uh, a soccer guy. I don't. I feel like all of the jokes are going to be over my head. But I mean, that's the premise: is he's not a soccer guy. So uh, it seems like a lot of people who wouldn't like soccer or sports in general, enjoy this show. Uh, at some point, I will have to get Apple TV Plus just to check out 
some of their stuff, but how many people actually you think have it? I mean, anyone who buys a new phone gets three months of it. And the people yes, who bought phones last year got a year of it. How many people actually like uh, turn in the it? code or whatever? Yeah, I think they're, what they're banking on are a lot of people forgetting to shut it down and then getting charged six bucks a month under the rug. Yeah, well, they're they're spending money They're Yeah, they, they keep hiring Tom Hanks. He's got another movie yeah. like Chappie where he builds a robot in a solar storm or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, but that's that's pretty big for them that they. So not only did they win Best Comedy, but uh, Jason Sudeikis won for Best Lead Actor, and then uh, they both they won the both supporting roles. Uh, two actors I've never heard in my life: uh, Brett Goldstein and Hannah Waddingham. So I believe he's American, and the rest of the people are actually British. That's why I've never heard of them. I think that's how that goes. Mm. Let me confirm. Okay, this guy's a British actor, and she's an English actress. Yes, yes. So that's how that show is set up. So that's why I don't know them. They're probably huge. Stars, they've been on 19 programs out there that only last for six episodes. PBS, uh, <laughs> BBC over there, whatever. Yeah, but I don't know them, but uh, that's good for them. But to uh, continue that theme, uh, the other show that dominated was Netflix's The Crown. So mm. again, never seen this, but the show's it's, still on. It's popular. It's got a new cast every year because they like advance 20 years in the future. And then they also don't have to pay these people anything. Yeah, so that won Best Drama, but then uh, Olivia Coleman won for Best Lead Actress. So Olivia Coleman's won an Oscar, so I think she only is going to be on the show for a year. It's like, oh, you'll you'll play uh, 56-year-old uh, Queen Elizabeth, and then we're going to move on. And eventually, we're going to get to old age, and then eventually we'll have to get to like uh, her son that's the pedophile. That'll be a big season. Is Queen Elizabeth the lady that's alive right now that's really old? Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Olivia Coleman played her for this season and got an Emmy for this. That's great. Mm, kudos. Uh, but then they also won for lead actor for the guy playing Prince Charles. So is that and again, also Clive Owen? No. <laughs> Josh O'Connor, I, someone I don't know. Uh, but I, I believe I did see that they already have the casting for next year or next season of this. And uh, Dominic West from The Wire is going to play Prince Charles, I think. So it's like. It's, it's a great gig. You do it for one year and then you win an award and then you go to your next job and like, look, I want a fucking Emmy. You've got to pay me more. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jillian Anderson won for playing Margaret Thatcher. So that's a uh, Scully from the X-Files, you know? Yeah. Uh, good well, for also uh, Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. <laughs> yeah. That's what you think about Austin Powers. Uh, and then, yeah. And then another guy won for his Prince Philip for the show. So they won all four acting awards. And again, how many people actually watch this show? But I did. There was one show that I watched that won some awards. So Evan Peters won for Mayor of Easttown. Kate Winslet won as well. Uh, that's cool. But it, it lost for limited series to The Queen's Gambit, another show I watched. So we watched that. We've seen yeah. that one. So that, that's a target. Yeah, I don't know. We watched Queen's Gambit or Mayor of Easttown. I watched both of those and they're both good. Um, I think the Emmys made the right choice. I think Queen's Gambit was a better overall series. But yeah, it is. It is a strange landscape, especially when you, you look at uh, who won. So 10 wins for Netflix, nine for HBO and four for Apple TV. That's hmm. that's who won Emmys this year. Uh, so like, what the fuck is NBC, right? None for Amazon. Yeah. No, I don't think they had it. They had a big hit. I know the boys was nominated, but that's never going to win. That's too uh, weird. Yeah, yeah, you know, Peacock, Peacock didn't get any. Nominations yeah, like NBC needs to start making phones or something. <laughs> yeah. 
gotta try and beat these people at their own game. No, what it is, it's all cop shows. So I saw commercials for the yeah, that's slate. true. So on and CBS, doctor shows, they're like yeah. doctor and cop. So on CBS, they're like, we've got FBI something, FBI something, and then FBI something. And yeah, it's not. It's not like FBI Los Angeles. Like that's already been covered. So we got to call it a different subtitle, and it's just the same show. It's just cops. And then it's like, then there's NBC as the Chicago one where it's all the government departments of Chicago hmm. where it's like Chicago fire department, Chicago hospitals, Chicago sanitation. Yeah. That's a wild just, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, the city of Chicago is pretty interesting. Strapping GoPros to these people. And then, all right, we're going to, we're going to put it on a uh, right after the Cosby show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think of something dumb. No, I saw something that NBC ha- doesn't have any comedies on uh, Thursday night. Like that that's the classic, the famous night for so many years, like Cheers and Seinfeld, Friends. The yeah, office. what happened to Les Moonves? He's not it just, doing anything well, over there now, huh? Didn't he, he get fired? He was, Me too. Yeah, he was fired. Yeah. So who's in there now? <laughs> well, that's my next story. Algorithm. <laughs> uh <laughs> So now we're into my next story. I wanted to talk about the person who watched the most, you know, cop shows that it's like, you're 91. You watch a lot of TV. Would you like to come in for work? I need a TV dinner at every uh, meeting and just hammer home the cop shows. Yeah. Yeah. So CBS is its own thing. Uh, They're kind of a juggernaut. They're the only show that people are the only channel that old people still watch. Uh, But that whole company is has been going through. Uh, some changes. So that's the CBS, Viacom, Paramount, whatever, that whole conglomerate. Uh, they have their streaming service, Paramount Plus, but it's not very popular and might have some things people like. Uh, I'll be getting they, it soon. Yeah. So they made some they made some changes. Their their CEO of, of Paramount is gone. So that's that's the movie studio. Uh, and he replaced by a, ga- a guy named Brian Robbins. So uh, for you kids our age, you might recognize that name. The creator of all that. Really? The Nickelodeon, longtime Nickelodeon executive. Uh, so part of that whole family. Uh, he's now the head of Paramount, the actual the movie studio. And a lot of reports are, are thinking that they're going to shift more towards TV and streaming. So they're getting a TV guy in there uh, that they'll, they're going to make uh, more streaming movies to put on Paramount Plus rather than these big Hollywood movies that. No one even knows if anyone's going to go to the theater anymore. Yeah. Uh, so that's they want to get stuff on that Paramount Plus thing because not that many people are interested in it right now. Uh, the other the other part of this story that I have here is uh, they're going to offer a bundle with Showtime uh, starting now through October uh, for I think thirteen bucks a month. Get both Paramount and Showtime, and they're I think they're ten bucks a month individually. So that's part of what well, they Paramount own with, Showtime. with with ads is four ninety nine. Right. Yeah. So I think without it's ten. So this with and then Showtime, Showtime is, is no 10. ads. Yeah. Hmm? So I think you can get Paramount plus Showtime for ten, but it comes with the ads. Ah. Uh, um. I think that's what I read. But that's that's the right move here. Is Showtime is not good enough to stand on its own. It doesn't have a back catalog like HBO does. Yeah, they don't um, have several homelands in there. You know. Yeah, but if you combine this with their other thing that they're doing. Suddenly, this looks a little better. And now, if the future of Paramount is to put more movies out on the streaming service rather than their 
out in theaters. I'm sure they're still going to put out the Tom Cruise movies. That's who he usually works with. But uh, yeah, they needed they needed to do something. But this is a good move because yeah, I'm never going to pay ten bucks a month for Showtime to watch two Not shows. That might be interesting. Yeah, you do it one month and you binge. Yeah. So like yeah, at some point uh, they'll end. What's the the Wall Street show? Billions. Uh, yeah. That'll be, they'll have all eight seasons done. Then I'll be like, all right, I'll do a month of that. You're going to make your move, take a <laughs> yeah. week off of, AK, of work. But combine all this stuff and you got like the Nickelodeon originals and all that yeah. stuff along with uh, whatever they put on this Paramount plus Showtime shows. That's a little little more attractive. So, so I've been looking for a, a place to watch Rocco's Modern Life. Exactly. It's very important. All right. Well, we'll see if how that does. Um, are we ready to talk about some movie trailers? Yeah, there's not a, not a ton of news this week. There is but, not. Uh, some big trailers dropped, just to remind you that there are still movies being made, and they have been made, and they're still coming out, uh, because we're going to have a real Oscars season. Last year was a little weird, but a lot of big-time filmmakers are putting out movies this year. So uh, the first one I want to talk about, coming out December 17th, uh, Nightmare Alley. This is Guillermo del Toro's newest movie. Uh Great cast. Uh, looks like uh, Bradley Cooper is the main character here. Uh, this cast uh, keeps Kate going. Kate Blanchett, yeah. uh, Willem Dafoe, um, some 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 big names, some great character actors, and just a really intriguing trailer. Like this guy, this guy is one of the best out there. Just knows how to create atmosphere. So, who plays the giant fish creature in this one? <laughs> yeah, uh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I think let's see. Uh, the, the the analysis here is is going to be like. Who's the real monster? Probably just a normal man, right? Uh, it's uh, my, something gotta, yeah. tells me it's Rooney Mara. It's there's it takes place at a, a circus, so that's always creepy. How uh, is Hugh I'm, Jackman not in this? Two, it's two on the nose. People oh. know, um, but he's got Ron Perlman back in the fold. That's great to see. Yeah, he's scary uh, looking. He was not in um, the fish movie, but he's usually in Guillermo's movies. But um, yeah, really, really excited about this one. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch of people like Holt McElhaney, uh, Tim Blake Nelson. These are just like weird guys that are in stuff. And good job. When is this new out? This is coming out December 17th, and it is oh. a uh, a real movie. Fancy this that. This is not, not going to uh, something plus or anything like that. This is a real movie. All right. Well, tell us about Spielberg's latest uh, movie, West Side Story. Yeah, when I first heard this, that Spielberg is going to remake West Side Story, it's like, what a what a waste. Like, I don't care. Like, I know that's a very famous musical that's still relevant. People like it. But like, it's a waste. I don't want Spielberg to make this movie. Like, he's, he doesn't have that many left. He's getting up there in years. Uh, but I watched this trailer and it's like, God damn, he's good at his job. Like, this looks so good. Like, I'm probably still not going to love it and love the music part of it. But it just looks really good. Like it's like it doesn't look it, it feels like an old musical, but also just looks way better. So it's like I don't know. He's able to capture that. Like I'm going to make this seem like one of the best produced movies you've ever seen, but also still kind of feel like an old musical. Uh, but just yeah, like, I heard he took 10 years off to just research this one. <laughs> and how is um, Ansel Elgert Gort going to be a gangster in this? Uh, he's he's quiet and sensitive. He doesn't want part of this life. You know, that's the only role he could do. All right. Um, Does he yeah, always I, have headphones in? Yeah. 1957. 
I like it's you know there's the Irish people are the one part of the gang, and then it's like I don't know. This I don't, I do I don't like know if I'm going to care about the story, but it has Corey Stoll in it. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, played the congressman in House of Cards who was killed via uh, car exhaust. Yes, he also famously plays um, in Midnight in Paris. Yeah. Um, Hemingway, Ernest so, Hemingway. Yeah. I was blanking on the name for a moment. Yeah, when he takes a swig of the thing at at a carnival, and he just says, "Who wants to fight?" It's pretty good. Okay. But yeah, this this looks, and I keep saying looks good. I'm not. I'm saying like visually looks good. Like like they spent a lot of money, I'm sure, on this. And this Spielberg is coming is, out December 10th. Is a master. Yeah. All right. And uh, how about the last trailer for the uh, tragedy of Macbeth? Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is coming to theaters on Christmas. Uh, It's from Joel Cohen uh, without his brother. So just one Cohen now uh, starring Denzel Washington. Uh, It's black and white. It's four by three. It's made by A24. It's like every kind of like made for you. Yeah. Indie buzzword you could you could you could think of is is in this movie. And Frances Uh, McDormand. Yes. uh, She has to be in his movie. Yeah. but it's yeah, it's coming to theaters, but it's also coming to Apple TV. So A24 signed a deal with them mm-hmm. uh, to put out a bunch of their movies on Apple TV. I think a couple weeks after the theatrical release. Um, so I might have to get a you know a trial of Apple TV. If this is when you're going to make see. your move and get Apple TV. Plus yeah, we'll so see. Or maybe I'll just go on Christmas Day. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but this just it's like this looks uh, intense. From the trailer, I can see it's like uh, I'm sure this will be pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to watch. I haven't seen either of these uh, trail, any of these trailers rather. So I'll check them out. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of uh, big movies coming out. Like like people who have won awards before are all putting out movies this fall because I think there was nothing to do. I think once <laughs> last summer, people after like three months, people were like, all right, we can make movies again, and I'm bored, so let's do it. And you get these people. Um, like these casts are incredible. If you see all these movies that are coming out, like ensemble casts, like West Side Story was made a while back, so that's that could have came out last summer, I believe. Mm. Uh, but like that Adam McKay's movie that's coming out, you're looking at that cast, you're like, how do you get all these people? Yeah, like, but I think they're just all bored. <laughs> they're like, I need something to do. Yeah, they got to pay for their <laughs> you know 15 houses. I don't gotta think it's work. even about money. Like, it's just like, yeah, we need we need this. So, uh. So movies aren't dead. They might be the movie theater might be dead, but movies are still alive. Yeah, box office uh, wasn't too. Uh, I mean, this movie's in what week three now? Shang Chi, and it's still yeah. did almost twenty two million bucks. So it's the only movie people wanted to see. It seems like yeah, a lot of the other stuff that came out really busted. Uh, but I think next week, so the week after this weekend is Venom, which I think will be a huge hit. Yeah, I think it will have like a huge hit every three weeks, and then it'll die again and then it'll come back yep but because yeah well, we got james bond actually the week after venom so yeah yeah so there you go <laughs> that'd that's be funny also coming in at two hours 43 minutes yeah yeah that's excessive uh bonds are usually longer but that's that they did say it's the longest one right so mm-hmm. uh, you shouldn't be approaching lord of the rings territory with a bond movie he's got a lot to say 
Uh, all right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony at checkout to get that. And that is T-O-N-Y to get 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. And uh, this dog leash will work with your dog's current collar or harness. So head to thecliplessleash.com and enter in promo code Tony at checkout for 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, figure I'd mix it up a little bit there. Uh, you know these are live reads. These aren't recordings. We're pro. Yeah, that's great. All right. Um, I actually don't have anything. I don't think I watched it, like any TV this week. So what do you have? I uh, spent a lot of time in the Old West this week. Oh, okay. this week. You're watching uh, City Slickers? No, no. I think they took those off. It's too bad. Ouch. Um, I think I saw them on a streaming service at one point. Yeah, I think they're uh, No, I watched... So the first thing I watched, um, so I didn't intend to do this whole Western thing. It just kind of worked out the way. Uh, the first one I watched was a News of the World with Tom Hanks. Ah, came out last year. It's on how is HBO, it? HBO Max. Uh, it's it's very well well made. It's it's a good movie. It's a uh, Paul Greengrass who did like Bourne movies and um, some other stuff. It's, uh, Captain Phillips. That's the Tom Hanks relationship there. But yeah, it's 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 really well made good score uh of course it's tom hanks so it's just really good acting uh it's a very uh common plot i'd say for west westerns where it's like the uh the older guy and then he has to take care of a younger person on a journey it's it's a very common setup for a story uh but in this case the little girl is um she was white but she was kidnapped by the natives and lived with them for like eight years so she doesn't know English and everything. And it's a, uh, it's a very interesting time period. I think it's like late 1860s. So after civil civil war, uh, but in Texas and the people in Texas are still mad about the civil war. So there's still kind of the union soldiers are still around, hanging around, making sure there's no trouble. And it's just, uh, I don't know that many movies that take place in that with that setting there. Yeah. It's a little uh, different. Yeah. Very interesting where it's like the, people of Texas feel they're being ruled by the federal government. And uh, they still feel that way <laughs> hundreds of years later. Uh, it's, you can see how that attitude has stayed. They want to be their own thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Well-made, not great, but good. Uh, this is definitely a, a dad movie. I'd say it's, this is, we've both aged into that. We're now in our thirties. So these are the kinds of movies we watch now. Uh, yeah, you, in, entertaining and intriguing are important. Yeah, and there's you know there's one little action scene that's nice oh, to throw in there, but it's not a born movie. But I heard yeah, he had several days of training with a pickaxe for the scene. No pickaxes, but okay. old old weapons, which are always hilarious to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no reason not to watch this. It's on H- HBO. It's how long is it? Uh, I think it's just about two hours. It was not mm-hmm. excessive by any means. Um, let me see. I wish it just told me like right away. I don't want to click too far into anything. Uh, yeah, just two hours almost exactly. Okay. And you know, 10 minutes of those are credits. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, he's really good, and the, the girl is really good, which is probably a testament to Tom Hanks. You know, he's working with this 10-year-old girl who's, uh, I believe she's German. That's That was a kind of a neat trick of, like, how do you get that realism of this girl can't communicate with him? Yeah, just get, don't have a... Get a foreigner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her so. name is Helena Zengel. Yeah. And there's really no one, there's, like, no one else in it. There's a, a couple of people you might have seen before in TV shows for a minute or something, but they don't, uh, it's mostly them, the whole movie. So, uh, but then I continued with uh, the Westerns um, because, so this Friday, HBO had their, uh, their new movie of the week. Cry Macho. Uh, Cry Macho with Clint Eastwood. And I was planning on watching it, but then because HBO does a really good job with uh, their content. They uh, also added the uh, the Dollars trilogy, so the uh, the Sergio Leone movies from the '60s that Clint Eastwood got his big start in. So uh, I have seen parts of these. I don't know if I've ever seen a full one of these all the way through, but they're, I mean, they're pretty iconic. You know the music, you know the the scenes. Uh, you've seen it in Back to the Future. <laughs> you've seen the, the clips of this movie. Um, but yeah, they added all all three of them. They also added like five of the Dirty Harry movies. So it's like they knew like it's just an overload with Clint Eastwood while people are thinking about him right now. Yeah. Uh, so I watched all three of them over three different nights. I just look at you. It was like watching a TV show. It's like all right, so they're so they're considered a trilogy, but it's not like the same story. He's not the same character, but he's always referred to as the man with no name. Uh, that is Eastwood, uh, and it he was so so great in these. Uh, so much acting just without which one does he have that metal vest that's the first one so that's fistful of dollars fistful of dollars um so what's interesting about these movies they're they're all made they're italian productions they're referred to as spaghetti westerns so lower budget and they kind of wanted to so this would have been rick dalton yes this is what that's kind of referring to uh kind of ripping off american movies we'll make our own stuff but cheaper and with no name people uh but most of the other actors are all like Italians, so they don't speak English. So all the lines are dubbed. There's no sound in when they film the movie and they just have all. The, so it looks weird. Uh, and that's kind of like the look, 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 it's like look a Jackie it. Chan movie. Yeah. So it, you got to like be aware of that. Uh, that's how it goes. So even Clint Eastwood is doing that. So you don't get a perfect match with his uh, dialogue. But um, yeah, they're just they're, they're very silly. The, the The last one, I think, is always considered. Uh, the best one, the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly. It's kind of the most classic three one. Hours that that one is long. When I got to there, I was like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> uh, but as it is an epic, it is uh, a really funny movie. I didn't expect it to be so like comedic, uh, but just kind of like a a silly adventure, and also set in a weird time. In that this is during the Civil War in New Mexico, which I did not know there were Civil War battles in New Mexico, but the confederacy decided okay we'll try moving west if we could take the west coast while the rest of the war is going on in the east we'll be even more powerful so the union had to come out to new mexico and stop them from getting to california yeah i think they like, would battle anywhere they they could yeah i did not know <laughs> i don't know my history i guess uh but yeah while the civil war is going on uh these three people are trying to find the buried gold and uh, you know hijinks to happen Mm. But yeah, they're old movies. They feel like old movies, but they they're classics for a reason. 
uh, the the music especially. That's what uh, I mean. Tarantino; these are his favorite movies, and he made sure to get that uh, that composer. Uh, and he made the he did the soundtrack for Django and uh, Hateful Eight before he passed. So, um, real cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that led into watching Cry Macho, Clint Eastwood's uh, latest movie. Um, did you have some cognac while you were preparing for these quadruple <laughs> no. features? I did not watch them all together, but I watched them every night. Um, Gal Pacino here, Andy. Yeah. Uh, so Cry Macho is made by a 91-year-old man, starring a 91-year-old man, and it you could tell. Uh, that is That is my note on it. It is kind of a mess. It's kind of rushed, and that's kind of Clint Eastwood's style forever is... He doesn't care about like doing a bunch of takes, just kind of get say the lines and get, get through it. Uh, so that's why he's able to make so many movies. Uh, but he is old. He is he is too active in this movie that it's too obvious how old he is. It kind of seems like the character should be late 60s, early 70s or something. Instead of 90. Instead of 90. <laughs> yeah. So, that, I mean, again, similar to News of the World, the premise is that he has to go to Mexico to get someone, the guy he works for his son, who's in Mexico, who's half Mexican, and he's going to bring him back to the United States. Uh, so he has to travel across Mexico with this 13-year-old Mexican kid uh, and, you know, learn to love life again, you know, that kind of classic story. We've all been um, there. And yeah, he's a broken man who's aging. But in this case, he's like, he should be in a nursing home. Not He's not an aging man. He's like, could barely move. There's no way he could drive a car. Like he's not going to Mexico driving all the way across the state. It's like, it just seems out of place. And then just weird scenes that just seem to not make sense. And just kind of like, I figured they, they shot stuff. And then the editors are like, this is all we got. Like, this is not going to make that much sense. All right. Well, it'll be fine. Like there's a scene where they're at a cockfight, And then it's like the cops come. And then Clint Eastwood's like, I'm just going to hide behind this box. And then they don't, nothing happens. It just, it fades to black and then the cops are gone. And then Clint Eastwood's just like, all right, kid, we can get out of here now. And it's like, well, what? Like, I think he just didn't shoot any footage. It's just like, we forgot. And I'm like, all right, just put it in fade to black and then we'll move on. He had dinner reservations and they were already <laughs> running late that day, Andy. It's like, I don't know. I feel like the people making the movie, like in the, in the story were like, all right, he's a 91-year-old man. Let's just humor him. We'll, we'll pretend. We'll just leave. Like, we're not going to bother him. So it's like, it doesn't make sense for the cops to leave, but maybe the cops were like, it's all right. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there are nice moments in it. It's not, it is not a total mess. I did enjoy parts of this. I did like when he's just kind of hanging out in Mexico. Uh, I mean, the other, the other negative with the Clint Eastwood stuff is every woman still wants to fuck him, which... I never watched The Mule, but that's what I heard about The Mule is he has multiple sex scenes in that movie. He can carry himself, Andy. Uh, In this movie, again, he's 91 and it's like 40 year old women are like super into him. It's like, okay, (laughs) a little weird, (laughs) but it would it would make perfect sense. Like if this was Clint Eastwood 30 years ago, it would make perfect sense. You're like, oh, this is totally fine. It's like he thinks he's still. He's still 66, got it. yeah. Um, and so there's there's something kind of sad about that, but also something kind of nice about it that it's like it's comforting. You're you're watching this this legend uh, still do his thing, and he's like, "I'm still going to do my thing. I don't care. I don't care if it doesn't 
make sense or it doesn't look as good as it used to. But yeah, this is what I do. I'm I'm in Westerns. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything else you watched? No, that is that is it. That, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah, especially was... three hour good, bad and ugly. Yeah. Which All that right. movie could have been. That could have been two hours and 30 minutes. It, yeah, but they didn't too have much a lot to do back enough. then. Yeah. Well, I think when a movie gets famous enough, they're like, it doesn't matter. You don't criticize it. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap us up for episode 238 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road punk Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later.